Welcome to the Mom Life Ministries podcast. We are your hosts, Melanie and Christy. We are here to help moms of all ages and stages feel encouraged, supported, and spurred on. As moms, we wear so many hats. Woman, wife, parent, friend, worker, taxi driver, mediator, nurturer, discipler, and often the overall schedule keeper of the family. Navigating all of this is messy yet lovely in a very real way, and we want to talk about it all. Whatever your faith story is, we welcome all moms to join us on this journey to better understanding who Jesus is and who He's created us to be. We certainly are not experts at this mom thing, but we will share what we're learning and what has encouraged us along the way in this messy, lovely, and real journey that we call Mom Life. Well, hey moms, welcome back. Our season this year is about beautiful mess, seeking Jesus and finding beauty. And so far this season, we have talked about why faith matters and why our faith journeys matter in our parenting journey. And today we're going to dive in a little bit into why our faith journeys matter in our marriages. Mm -hmm. And we all know, I mean, if you are married out there, marriages can be a beautiful Yes. What? <laughs> no way. <laughs> I mean, you don't want to go around broadcasting that marriage can be messy, but we know it's true. Yeah. It doesn't take long after you say I do right. for that to like be very yep. real. Yep. Because you're bumping up against your sinfulness and his sinfulness and they just like rub each other wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Right? And you're combining two different families yep. and how you grew up and how like you even view and value family and you're putting that together in the mix and mm-hmm. it can be and really that's hard. hard it can be really hard and you know last episode we talked about this beautiful truth psalm 86 11 and 12 it says this it says teach me your ways O lord that i may live according to your truth Grant me purity of heart so that I may honor you. With all my heart, I will praise you, O oh oh Lord, my God. I will give glory to your name forever. And we talked about this last time, but we have the desire to do that. But then that doesn't always match up with our reality. And this is true in our marriages, too. Mm-hmm. Like, it is true that we we know that we want this. We want, God, teach me how to do this. Let me live according to your truth. Let me have a heart that honors you. But our actions are sometimes not that. We have shortcomings and we come up against failures. And so when we can see that in our own hearts, I think it gives us more grace for our spouses because that's true of them, too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Because living according to God's ways means that we're living according to the fruit of His Spirit. Yes. Right? That again, we kind of named last time in parenting of love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. And those are really hard on our own to live out in marriage. Mm -hmm. Because again, we have expectation. For me, I have expectations of how I think my husband should act. Or how he should respond to me sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I think this prayer from Psalm 86 in those moments that that feels really hard and really messy and mm-hmm. I'm not getting what I want. Right. God, help me go back to your truth. Mm-hmm. How can I lean into who you are and who you've created me to be um, and keep taking those steps forward yeah. in my marriage to, to bind us together? Because that's right. the goal, right? Ultimately, yes. That especially that is the goal of a biblical marriage, right? Mm-hmm. And, and to be this picture of 
Christ in the church, you know, and, and those are the kinds of things. And I know it's really cheesy to go all First Corinthians 13 when we talk <laughs> about love and marriage, but I want to share with you guys how the message version paraphrases those First Corinthians 13 verses, because it may not be a way that you usually hear these. And I, I think it really is a great filter for marriage specifically. Here's the way it says it. Love never gives up. It cares more for others than for self. It doesn't want what it doesn't have. Mm, that one. Mm -hmm. Love doesn't strut. It doesn't have a swelled head. It doesn't force itself on others. It isn't always me first. It doesn't fly off the handle. It doesn't keep score of the sins of others. It doesn't revel when others grovel. It takes pleasure in the flowering of truth, puts up with anything, trusts God always, always looks for the best, never looks back, and keeps going to the end. Isn't that just like the perfect filter for marriage and an incredibly impossible one to measure up oh, to? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I mean, truthfully, like it isn't me first. It doesn't fly off the handle. It doesn't keep score. Those are hard, but good things to remind ourselves when we think about marriage. I know for Steve and I, we met in high school. Mm -hmm. We are absolutely not the same people we were at Praise 17. God. Praise <laughs> God. But also what that means is we're 24 years in and we have learned and grown together. We have pressed against all of the messiness and all the expectations and that that's messy, but we do have to make the daily choice to keep pressing through the mess. Mm -hmm. Right. I mean, it doesn't, we, there's so many times in our marriage where we could have just thrown in the towel mm -hmm. and maybe even should have at some points. But the truth of the matter is we have to daily choose to see each other's gifts because truthfully, it's easier to see the flaws. It's easier to see the failures. Um, and so we have to choose to see each other's gifts rather than looking for the weaknesses and the faults. You know, those are just daily choices we still have to make, even right. 24 years in. Right. Like, it's um, an active turning towards God and turning towards each other. You reading yes. that passage, it makes me think of Colossians 3. That is Paul, right? Um, Paul saying that we have to choose to put off our old self. If we're right. going to choose to follow Jesus and mm -hmm. say, help me live in your ways, we've got to put off our old sinful and selfish self. Mm -hmm. Turn away from things like lust and doing whatever we feel like, whenever we feel like it. Mm -hmm. We choose giving up a life that is shaped by things and feelings instead of God. We choose to, which this goes back to 1 Corinthians, but we choose to lay down our tempers, mm -hmm. our irritability, yes. our meanness, profanity, and we choose instead to put on this way of God, which is compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, patience, and a desire to bear with our spouse and offer forgiveness mm -hmm. and ultimately love. And again, like like you're saying, like we are so flawed and we are so limited mm -hmm. that none of that is going to come perfectly. And again, like, wow. I think this is such just a basic conversation about marriage, but right. ultimately what we want to get at is how does our faith play a part in how we pursue marriage, mm -hmm. trusting that he has a better way in mind for us. 
Yeah, because we can't not do any of those things that you just listed without Jesus. We can't. Our human nature will never bend this way. Mm-hmm. Your husband's human nature will never bend this way. And, you know, and we're going to talk about this in a minute, but like there are obvious differences when your husband isn't pursuing faith um, or mm-hmm. is in a different place on his faith journey than you are. We're going to talk about that in a minute. But this this is the goal. The pie in the sky of what marriage should look like. Right. And I think we have, we have to start there. Yeah, we have to keep that in front of us because we will not be able to grow more beautiful marriages without this starting place. Right. Like what right. is our definition? Yeah. Right. And we have to go to God's word for the definition. And so obviously we know that this is not the way our marriages actually look mm-hmm. in day-to-day practice. But what are we aiming toward? Mm-hmm. This is the aiming point. And so I want to talk a little bit about maybe the season that you're in, in your own marriages. If you're out there listening, maybe you're not married at all. Um, And this is kind of a point of hurt and contention for you. Um, I think you can still use 1 Corinthians 13 as a filter for love in all your relationships. Maybe that's with an ex-husband. Maybe that's with somebody you're dating. Maybe that's with your friends and your family. But ultimately, what I want you to hear is that you are full and whole in Christ, whether you're married, whether you're single, whether you're divorced, whether you're widowed, that's true about you. That's a good word. Yeah. We are full and whole in Christ, regardless of our marriage status. Mm-hmm. And so maybe maybe you hear this and you're in a marriage with a non-believer. This might mean that you live this out, this faith in front of your spouse, uh, more by example than by your words. It is not always helpful to be spouting these things that we just said back to a spouse who isn't ready to hear them You need to be this. Yes. Why can't you be more this? Right. That is not always helpful. Mm -hmm. And especially if you have a spouse who's maybe antagonistic to faith or questioning faith or not interested at all, you saying these things back to them are not always helpful. And so just keep that in mind. We can model these things in our homes in a way that's compelling to them. Mm -hmm. And that's actually drawing them to this Jesus we follow in a compelling way, not a um, way where it feels like we're pestering them or, you know, frustrated that they're not hitting the mark Mm -hmm. that we have in our minds of them. Um, This is true even if you're married to a believer, I think, sometimes, because uh, we are all on our own faith journey, and you can't expect your spouse to be in the same place you are. Um, And so I I have seen in my own marriage where this has caused contention, um, he doesn't connect with God in the same way I do. Maybe your spouse doesn't connect with God in the same way you do. Is your way the only right way? (laughs) Probably not. (laughs) Right? And so I think we have to be really careful Literally nowhere in scripture does it say that your husband should be leading family devotions at your dinner table. Nowhere does it say that. Mm -hmm. And sometimes we get caught up in these expectations of what a Christian husband should look like. I think we need to be really careful. I think we need to go to scripture and think about what is really there. And I think there are a lot of ways to lead your family toward Jesus that do not look a certain way. And so I think it's okay I think just, I have found a lot of freedom in releasing some of those expectations yes. that Tony's faith or even how he leads our family, like mm-hmm. you're saying, has to look like this. Mm-hmm. 
and whatever this is, I don't even know where that image came from, mm-hmm. that he's always giving these long and beautiful prayers <laughs> and always he's leading like devotion time around the table and he is crafting like, I don't know, nature creation <laughs> prayer walks. Like, right. I, I don't know. I don't even know where that came from. And right. so why am I experiencing such disappointment that those things aren't happening? Right. And so if I can step back and look at really who he is mm-hmm. and the gifts that God has given him that that are good yep. and are helpful to our family and are helping to lead us in a good and positive and healthy direction, I don't know. Like yeah. there's praise for the beauty of God in that and just yes. seeing who he is. Yep. Hundred percent. I would say the same thing in our house. I look at my husband, who I know loves the Lord, mm-hmm. but his journey is different. He finds God in nature, and he finds God in other places. And his giftings are much more toward practical things, like keeping us on a budget and teaching us how to save money. And like Somebody's those are good things yes, that yes. God has placed in my husband that I can either be frustrated about that he's not doing this thing and that thing that I wish he was doing, or I can celebrate those things and say like, no, God, those are good things that our family needs. I'm going to submit to him in those areas and like let him lead in that way. And truthfully, the other way happens too. He knows that for me, God has gifted me with studying God's word and intellectual type pursuits of God. And so he lets me lead in those ways in our home. And that's a mutual submission to each other to just be like, where are you gifted in our home? And where am I gifted in our home? And so we sometimes mix this up and think that that marriage has to be a certain way. And I we miss the gifts of each other, I guess is what I'm trying to say. And I think it's really, really important for us to remember. I think that overall marriage or faith impacts our marriage because it's saying, I'm going to trust that Jesus is the key to a rich and meaningful life in marriage Mm -hmm. or in singleness Mm -hmm. or in how my life has been shaped through divorce and my experiences. And I'm going to look to God's idea of how I need to live Mm -hmm. this out, right? Mm -hmm. And I think, too, we've got to note that if you're in a harmful marriage mm-hmm. where there's abuse, that all of this sounds great, you right. know, but you feel very much out of control to kind of force that to happen. And so I think the very first place to start is safety. Like, mm-hmm. I do not think that a loving God who is compassionate and kind and gracious and mm-hmm. gentle, like, I don't think he is asking anyone to be continually wounded over mm-hmm. and over and over whether that's physical emotional mental verbal seek safety for yourself first absolutely yeah. absolutely and that can come from reaching out to a friend mm-hmm. to a pastor to a professional counselor and i think even if your marriage just feels like it's it's in a hard place volatile and unhappy and and not necessarily of the abuse that that we're talking about but that too is a time to reach out to some professional Mm -hmm. help. Trusting Jesus means that we're also trusting that he has put people on this earth (laughs) with the tools and the giftings to help Mm -hmm. us get through really tough spots that Mm -hmm. we don't have to go it alone. Yeah. I think our hope today with just this brief talk about marriage, we're going to continue to talk about marriage as our season goes on. But today we wanted to start in this very basic 
place that pursuing beautiful faith for us in the midst of our relationships can be messy, mm-hmm. but it's worth it to keep going and to think about how our faith does impact our marriage. I think continuing to walk this out with grace and truth in our home is really important. But ultimately, we just wanted to start in a place where we talk about the ideal of marriage. Right. Like, what does God's word say? of how we should just interact with the world because of our faith. And that starts in our house. You know, it starts with this basic definition from 1 Corinthians 13 of love, this basic definition you talked about from Colossians 3. Like, these are the baseline. And so I think our encouragement for you today is to think, what is the benchmark I'm putting in front of me in my marriage or in my relationships in general? Is it biblical? Like, mm-hmm. am I starting from a from a biblical place? And then if, if not, if maybe up until today, you're like, I haven't really been thinking about those things in my marriage. Start today. Like filter things through a different lens. Start to seek what he would want for your relationships and see what kind of difference that makes, you know, a month from now, two months from now. It's just a starting place to talk right. about marriage and what, um, what can be beautiful about it if we are looking at it through this lens that we talked about today. Yeah, that's great. I... I would highly encourage you to get together with some friends. Maybe you have started an official Mom Life podcast club, or maybe you just grab a friend and go to coffee or go to lunch and talk about this ideal of how Jesus had set up marriage and how he wants us to interact with Mm -hmm. our spouses. I think the other thing that's really important when we talk about our marriages specifically and, and starting to invite other voices, community in to talk about your marriage is we want to find people in that community that are for us, that are for our marriages, that love our husbands no matter what we say about them in the moment, right? Because we say things in the midst of... And it's not just a gripe session. (laughs) No, we say things in the midst of conflict that maybe we don't even mean, Mm -hmm. right? And so friends around us that can hear what we say and process marriage with us in a way that points us back to Jesus and that loves our spouses for who God made them to be. Mm -hmm. And it's not just like you said, a gripe session or like, let's talk about how horrible our marriages are. No, we are pointing each other back to what can be beautiful. Mm -hmm. We're growing something more beautiful here. And so, and we're pushing each other if we need to go get help or we need to ask for help. That's the kind of community that we want to surround ourselves with when we talk about marriage. Absolutely. Yeah. So check out the show notes for some discussion questions and see how you can get creative and encouraging each other to build beautiful faith within the context of marriage. Be sure to follow us at Mom Life Ministries and you can learn more about what we do at momlife.org. And right before we go, I want to pray for you and I'm simply going to pray the words of our beautiful truth from last time and we're going to use it again this time, Psalm 86, 11 through 12. Father God, teach us your ways that we may live according to your truth. Grant us purity of heart so that we can honor you in our parenting, in our marriage, in our relationships, in our lifestyle. With all of our hearts, we praise you. Oh, Lord God, we want to give you glory. We want to honor your name forever and ever and ever. In your name we pray. Amen. Amen.